we're back. We are back. And we got we got we got ourselves a fun night. Uh hot night. And a really hot night in Chicago. Just here in Chicago. And uh so this is Night in the Town. I'm Dan. I'm Jeff. I'm Billy. And we have our uh, special guest here, Chris. Oh, hello, hello. Uh, Welcome, Chris. Hey, buddy. Coming in from Seattle. Yes, uh, sir. That's right. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for, for being here. Uh, so, folks. Night on the town. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is, uh, me and Chris met uh, in Boulder, Colorado at Naropa University. What year was this? Did. 2004. That's what yeah, I Yes, sir. That's at least when I got there. Um, yeah. Yeah, when did you get there? A uh, year before. Yeah. Yeah. I went out early, and then I, I, I started working at the bike shop. All right, yeah. First. That's right. And then, yeah, and then I think I was there for like a semester, and then, yeah, you showed up maybe mid-year. I don't know why I think that, but I feel like you showed up. No. Randomly. No. <laughs> you just appeared. <laughs> just to hang okay, out. Okay, class. We yeah. have a new kid. His name's yeah. Dan. Let's welcome him warmly. That's how it felt. But maybe it was the following fall. I can't I can't yeah. remember. It was the fall. It was it was the fall. Because we had uh um what was it? Environmental with with the the teacher that was from where was she from? Was she from India? I think, I think we're losing Chris Uh-oh. a little bit. He's frozen. Yeah, Chris is frozen. Dan, Dan, your mic is twisted. Uh, your uh, your camera's twisted up. You're almost out of screen. Oh man, you're almost no. out of frame. Uh, there you go. Yeah, move like a few more inches to your left, right there. Yeah, there you go. perfect. Dan has yeah, a tendency yeah. to slide back into the I corner know. through the throughout the process of the the show. Rolling chair. Something Rolling something you guys chair. never notice because there's usually never a video, but yeah, he usually kind of <laughs> right. tucks himself in the back corner yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, we had we had a few classes that fall. We, had, we did. Yeah, the, who was we had the teacher? She was. I think she was from India. What was what was her name? <sighs> God, dude, I'm not gonna remember any of the names. And I don't even. I, and, and and the names of the classes. How can you even remember the <laughs> right? Because we had that <laughs> other class, nature, the sacred, and contemplation. And contemplation. <laughs> you could just add and contemplation to the end of any fucking random two words, and that's an Europa class, I think. Right. Cause, cause yeah, yeah. Remember, even on the, bro- on the brochure, it even said Naropa University, a contemplative, a contemplative education. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, isn't that... It was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we... They weren't lying. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beatnik poets! Take some complimentation. Beatnik, yeah. Beatnik poets, you know, like contemplative, mm. <laughs> human anatomy, yeah. and contemplation. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took a great anatomy course there. Oh, I nice. actually did. Yeah, we went and visited a cadaver lab and everything. It <laughs> oh was, my god, it was legit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, took... it is pretty legit. You know, like you spend a lot of time contemplating on I took, various yeah. body parts and I, so much time in your life. I, I took <laughs> permanence, man. I, I, I took <laughs> I, there I took, it is. I took a figure drawing class there called the Contemplative Artist. Oh, cool. <laughs> We used to, yeah. So we would meditate. This it was. Uh, we would meditate before and after the class. Of course. And then course. we would we would journal when we were done meditating what it is that we was going on in our ego during uh, during the session of doing the figure drawing. What was driving us at d- different points of 
you know, the class of the 90 minutes or whatever uh, hour 45 it was. And it was like, what? You had to log your thoughts and feelings and sensations. <laughs> For figure drawing, everyone's thing was just like, don't get a boner, don't get right. a boner, right. don't get a boner. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm feeling aroused. No, mine was I'm thinking right. about sex. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about sex right now. Dan, you're drawing. Oh, no. It's still life. <laughs> it's fruit. <laughs> Still I'm still thinking about sex. Still thinking it's about moving. <laughs> There's a banana there. I can't uh, help it. But we had that one class, Nature of the Sacred and Contemplation with, with, with Sherry. Remember? Our, our teacher was... Sh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had that laugh. She was so nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and I had... Yeah, go ahead. Some definitely some nuts classes for sure in the environmental studies tracked at uh, Naropa. <laughs> You're I got to go. Uh, did you ever do the farm? I'm not sure if the farm was still there when when you were there, but the first year, we had like a class that was held out at the farm. It was like 20 acre farm. Oh wow! And they, we were just basically like labor, so we'd show up for class. They'd be like, yeah. "Let's go do some shit," <laughs> <laughs> and and we'd end up like out there for an hour and a half. Like, what are we doing? And we, you know, finish a few rows of whatever pulling weeds or or planting or harvesting or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. actually really cool, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, we, and then we got we got sent out in, do you ever do the class? I think it was called Eco Psychology, where yeah. we went on like a three-day, like, fasted solo camping trip. Oh, wow. <laughs> you you did that on, in yours? I, yeah, yeah. It was in, it was intense. It was like three days by yourself and, and no food. You could take water. And that was it. And we went out to Wyoming somewhere. It was like Medicine Bow natural area or something like that like blm land and then we had like one meeting point where we would go like you'd have like one partner that was like you couldn't see them on your on your solo experience right and and then there was a rock where you would meet and you'd like leave a note for your partner and like in the morning and they would come at night it was like this like so that like you knew that they were okay and wow they knew that you were okay (laughs) that sounds pretty amazing actually that sounds it was really cool uh, cause the, I, the, when I took eco psychology, we would go out into the mountains and just meditate out there for a day. And I think it was that, no, it, it was Richard Dart's class. Which oh, that, that was, uh, um, survival skills, survival skills. Yeah. And we were yeah. also out in the mountains. We were out in the mountains in every class. We would go out in the mountains. That's totally. What, so like his experience sounds more like survival <laughs> skills. Oh well, so we would. Yeah, yours yours sounds a little pedo-y. Like you went, you're going, hey, let's <laughs> let me take you out into the woods where no one's around. Everybody, I'm Dick Dark. <laughs> no, we, we would we would hunt. Fuck. We would hunt with bullseye. Yeah, we would hunt with like boomerang thick sticks. <laughs> totally. And, and and go hunt squirrels and small yeah. like you know. Um, what if you're a vegetarian? Small game. We, well, <laughs> right. yes. and we well made... you don't have to eat the squirrel. You just have to <laughs> no, we ate it. No, we ate it. That that guy brought in roadkill multiple times oh, to our yeah. survival skills class. <laughs> we we and ate we would skin it totally. and fucking make stew. Wow. We we made <laughs> yeah. I remember no, making seriously yeah, yeah a pheasant wow. stew that uh it was a pheasant that was run over a uh, roadkill. <laughs> was always pulling over for fucking roadkill. Yeah. <laughs> then we also ate the snake. Fuck? We ate snake that was um, run over on a train. Its head was severed. Oh, jeez. Oh, dude. Anything run he, just, over. he just comes across yeah. random. She's like, this is a teachable moment. Yeah. I'm going to bring this totally. into class. And we'd skin pulls it. Pulls over. Yeah. 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 He pulls over. 
So then Rose he, in the back. You tell us <laughs> if the Dahmer. You tell us if shit hits the yeah. fan, go into a state park or a national forest because that's where all the food is. That's where all the animals are. And yep. And yeah. that's where all the water is. And he was just, right. oh, man. he was He's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's not. It's a true story. And I just remember one time we were meditating, like, near in the foothills on a prairie, like, near a, a small lake. And then there was, like, this calf that walked through our meditation circle. He killed it. And then... It... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody veal. <laughs> like apocalypse now. That's like yeah. like a real yeah. like sacrificial death, like a real violent and aggressive. You know, the music to the doors, the end is playing <laughs> really loudly. Yes. Oh God. Tonight we're having deal uh veal class. Mm. <laughs> but so then right afterwards, the, the mother the mother cow walks behind her slowly and they both stop in the middle of this meditation circle and just look at us all and then they walk through. And then, of course, we're in Naropa, where this everyone's looking at each other. Oh, an enlightened moment just happened. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like, dude, if that was a wolf, okay, I can understand. It's a cow. A cow's it's not going to fuck with yeah, anything yeah. ever. Like, it, that's what happens when you see a cow. It just chills out, and then it goes away. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we also had some uh, – that that class, we, we did have, like, that day – that day vision quest thing that she was she wanted oh yeah 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 i remember that class where we went out um way deep in the sticks somewhere in colorado yeah, yeah. way up there too yeah like yeah it was like at elevation maybe nine thousand ten thousand right, feet right. or something like that because there was wow. there was one peak that was at nine and i remember i was at a peak that was at 8100 i'm like okay that peak seems safer to me to meditate on the top of it the other ones i'm like eh, it's a little too hard for me to get to that <laughs> This one's more of a nice stroll where I can spend yeah. more time and just enjoy, enjoy, yeah. bask in the sun and think and con- yeah. contemplate. This is an achievable peak for my meditation. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying. I was. To... I went. I was in. Uh, I was in Colorado once, going over. Like, there's a point where you can go over through the Rockies to the highest point of any mountain range like in colorado yeah. i think yeah. i'm not exactly sure of this i think that's the pikes but there's peak one point you did one. okay it might be the pikes right. peak it's either pikes I peak got... or uh estes park like right uh they oh, call yeah. it like the highway it's the estes sky, park think, because yeah. that's that's where i was estes park yeah and so it's definitely that one that's i went over there. it and it was so high that i actually got scared and had to not do the whole thing but we got to the top and then like almost to the top and then we, i had to just turn around and go back down oh, I while do, someone yeah. else drove and I fucking hid underneath the dashboard. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> but we were up there in this like frozen fucking tundra yeah. and saw a marmot, which it was like the only living thing, even plants. It was like so cold. Yeah. It was like nothing growing and this fucking marmot come out of a hole. And I was like, what the hell is that thing? And some guy told me it was a marmot. He's like, yeah, it's the only, basically the only thing that can live up here. <laughs> I was like, Holy fuck, I just saw one. That's cool. It lives off its own shit. (laughs) Right? It's only form of warmth. Oh, God. And it's it's fuel, too. Um, Yeah, right? But, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, uh, that's up there. We went over that on our move to Boulder in, like, a U-Haul truck. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And it was was spooky. Um, Yeah. Yeah, on the way down, we, we saw a moose cross the road. 
that was pretty cool oh man awesome. was... wow in estates dude those elk and shit like they're they're hundreds of them everywhere you're yeah, totally surrounded yeah. by them. right like in the in the neighborhood you're just like hey we go past down that main strip and there's a library and there were yeah. like 85 fucking thousand pound elk hanging out you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy you got yeah. the, Stan- the stanley hotel over there the original stanley hotel that stephen king the overlook the, uh-huh. he, he, <laughs> that was his inspiration yeah. for the shining yeah. i went i went yeah. and saw uh the shining there on halloween night once uh and got to talk to the workers there that have been there a while and had some oh, wow. stories about apparitions and supernatural activity happening there and jeff have, have you I, gone to I was, we were supposed to do a, a New Year's there because they do a New Year's every you know New Year's Eve, yeah. And they show movies and they do, or they used to do like the the haunted tours, right? But they canceled that recently, like within the last few years, yeah. And so we weren't able to to make it up there for it, yeah. But we had it planned. We were, I was all set to go up there and cool. search for ghosts a, or whatever the it's hell. It's a killer up there. hotel, man. Super cool hotel. He went and stopped for a drink, and went like went to the bar and had oh, wow. a drink there. And- it was cool. Nice. One day. One day I'll I didn't see it. anything. Yeah. <laughs> you right. There's a, you there's a lot of trippy shit happening in those backwoods, man. Have you what's the what's the what's the crazy? do you have any crazy stories when you were out living out there? Uh um I mean, yeah, there's yes, but uh I was just thinking of like backwoods Colorado. I mean, there's a lot of like trippy mountain towns up there. Oh, like Ward. In boulders, yeah, like Ward Remember, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ward is like, there are still vehicles in the road from Y2K when they were like fortressing what? off their oh, wow. town. You know, they were, they were like, yeah, they were purposefully sort of like making barriers, obstacles on the, on the public roadway to yeah. get in and out of Ward. <laughs> and, and this was like a few years after that and Y2K ended up not being a, a big deal, <laughs> yeah, but they sure. were... <laughs> There was still clearly a lot, I mean, just a lot of um, kind of hermit, like fortress mentality yeah. going on. A lot of guns and a lot of, you know, privacy rights and preppers. And, and... yeah, like, the, you know, you can come buy something from our store, but you're not welcome. Yeah. You know, that yeah. was wow. the vibe and like very wow. clear vibe. Yeah. Other towns were just sort of like quirky, weird, yeah. you know, like matter, art, like artsy or whatever. Like Netherland or Netherland and, um, there's like Gold Hill, I think. Gold was up Hill, there. that was, and then what was it, Jamestown? Jamestown, yeah. They're really cool. I mean, they're neat little mountain towns, but yeah, um, yeah there's there's some, uh, you know, there, there's some recluse activity. Yeah, going Ward, on right, there for Ward, sure. Ward would be like, what's your business here? You know, yeah. like it's their own, their own. You're not welcome here. Move along. Their own run right. town. They run their own town. Right. Yeah. That's the yeah. kind of shit I'm very scared of. Like, yeah. I'll walk through any neighborhood, anywhere, yeah. in any city at four in the morning by myself, and I'll, like, like you know, maybe I won't be happy about it, but I'll yeah. do that over walking through the fucking sticks anywhere, any yeah. anytime, because I just feel like you can, you can at least reason with, like, a fucking gangster. Somebody who's <laughs> that fucked in their brain and, like, way oh, out yeah. there, like, you can't. You're not talking your way yeah. out of shit. So dis- yeah. disconnected from, <laughs> you know? from society that, yeah, they just don't. Yeah, yeah dude. Ignorance purpose, is, is fear, you know? Yeah. Uh, like disconnect from society right. choice is, is puts right. it on a whole nother level. And yeah. if you're sticking to Y2K and it already <laughs> fucking didn't happen, like, yeah. dude, I got to go. Be, you want to be safe, you're... 
you know, the Mayan calendar might have got it wrong. <laughs> Maybe it's, right. we're in the ballpark, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's know. going on up here, but my butthole's starting to itch. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> but yeah, Boulder's a weird place. It's a trippy place. There's, It's one of, like, the first places I ever lived where on, a like, a weekday, a work day, middle of the day, there'd be people, like, young people like not in college, but just like working age people yeah. walking around doing nothing, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it was right, like, right. wait a minute. Like it was kind of like one of those first experiences with, there are people that don't need to work and they live here and they, <laughs> they do yeah. some, something, something, I don't know what. And you know, <laughs> Bowler was like my first experience with like, Oh, there's a whole nother side of this. I didn't think about <laughs> Yeah, cross cross punks, rich, uh, rich cross punks. Totally, yeah. It's a trip. It's a weird town. Oh, yeah. right, right. Super, super vibey. Super vibey vortex, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird. And Naropa was specifically like, you know, a magnet for weird. And yeah. and it was and it was like this I, little I, I can pub tell. of I weird. Can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Danny and I were like on the super normal vanilla side of the spectrum. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Right. Totally. Totally. Right. Totally. Right. Totally. You know, normal dudes you know like right. into normal shit yeah right yeah. but yeah there's a lot of, a lot of out there um and then we were right next to cu boulder you know like huge university yeah with tons of fucking you know normal college and the football field. F- football games and like all of that the football was field was right, right there it was right yeah, the there. practice field was right there weird yeah we would throw our little like uh throwing sticks and our atlatls for richard's survival class yeah at the back of the practice football field for cu you know like our little our little spears would go over the fence is atlatl is atlatl as hard as they say to to use like accurately yeah yeah for sure it's a weird throw it's a weird leverage throw it's super cool yeah like every now and then it's kind of like golf you know every now and then you hit it right right, and you're like holy shit (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. i watch those fuckers on those survival shows man and they're like stabbing fish with them and shit from eight feet away i'm like how in the fuck yeah crazy he, no, I'd just be all about the traps. I'd just be setting snares fucking oh, everywhere. He was, there, was, <laughs> right. there, was, there was the traps. There was the build, uh, building shelter, a snow, yeah. snow shelter. There snow was shelter. Building a fire. Shelter. Building a fire out of sticks and stones. And Yep. Wow. Yeah, that was some really cool. Like it's Super cool. Yeah. Probably some of the most practical schooling I ever got. Do you remember, sure, dude. Do you sure, remember, yeah. Do you remember in Nature of the Sacred right before we went on the on the trip, Chris? That uh, that one, what was what was he from? Was he from England? I think, and he was showing us the map and he was explaining to us like the different shades of green, and then pretty much it's like a military map where it's telling you how many people you could hide in in a certain dense parts of the forest, where it's like, oh, you could you could you could hide twenty to thirty people per. <laughs> you know <laughs> square kilometer right here you could or you can do 150 right you know and it's like do you remember that do you remember this no, one? no. oh wow it was yeah, hiding shit. people like living or corpses so he was showing us yeah. this topographic uh there was a it was like a topographic map but it was also 
a map that had like the shadings of the the woods that we were headed towards yeah we did that that day hike thing and spent the night there and he was explaining to us the different shades of green and how that meant like through area so air aerial view uh how you could hide in a certain amount of people under the tree cover and it was like the canopy and the density of the right, area or whatever. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> what? And he's explaining us this kind of stuff where it's like this, this like apocalyptic type talk. <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot, a lot of focus on the apocalypse. <laughs> in Europa. Right. <laughs> seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it. Yeah. 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 It's hey everybody. Place. I'm, I'm Dick Dart, and uh, thank you for joining us in uh, in Body Hiding 101. Yeah, body Welcome class. Body hiding. It's that. What it's you want to do? Right. Here's what you want to do. You find yourself in a situation. Here's what you want to do. Yeah. Dis- dismemberment oh, and contemplation. Dismemberment. Pick up the roadkill. Hide the body. Yeah. Dismemberment. Everybody, you put your get hungry. Everybody, put your cell phones in this bag, please. Uh, no. Dis- dismemberment, roadkill, and body hiding and contemplation. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that. Class. This is a pass fail. That class. was a, that was a senior course. I'm yeah, pretty sure I took that twice. <laughs> Both for the same semester. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So, You're just in a whole class with all serial killers. Oh, oh but yeah. I, Dude, fucking. That was man. a survive or fail. I took yeah. surviving. I took a class at Naropa, and it was called <laughs> Earth Circles, and it was taught by this, uh, uh, and it was taught by this Native American woman, and she was she was yep. nuts, and so like it was awesome though the stories that she would tell were we had a, a South American shaman that came to class and he was blowing on these wooden flutes and telling these stories and then he had an interpreter and. Uh, the the class was like an accelerated class to where it was only nine weeks instead of like the seventeen week, and yeah. I was the only one that noticed that when the class began and when the class ended, the class began on a lunar eclipse and it ended on a solar eclipse. Oh. So I'm like, did anyone else notice that this class started the first day was a lunar eclipse and now this last day today is a solar eclipse and everyone's like. Ah! <laughs> 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 you know, it was like Scanners. You were in the movie Scanners. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone's head they was just right. couldn't take it. Oh, God. Oh, no. My my, my down-to-earth self just noticed that. That was it. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I got an A+. Plus and graduated. Blow your, blow your contemplative load right there. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. But... <laughs> <laughs> they, have you been back have you been back chris to, to no play? no we it's on our list because heather's aunt and uncle live there they got um, the greenhouse there now at naropa yeah remember when we were we were yeah. all trying to petition Pushing for the greenhouse <laughs> they got the greenhouse and then they got a farm patch because uh, oh cool and it was i remember that semester you were even talking about like this is what i want and remember that girl that was in our class she was the seat of the student union uh, freak, she had the blonde hair. She was in our class with uh, Eleanor. Was that her name? Uh, I don't know. No, that's just, <laughs> I can't remember. She's like Stacy. Let's, just, let's just try to try to not ask each other if we remember names. names. Yeah, no, <laughs> just no, just don't right. ask me. And I, well, I will not walk you into that. <laughs> we were we were the class that got that ball rolling, and then it took it took like five five years or so. 
and they yeah. got they got the farm they they got a small patch like a garden patch and uh, oh, like a pea a, patch and and like uh a, two greenhouses like these yeah. like, kind of dome greenhouses oh that's cool yeah and i was like oh man look at that it was like right right between where um the like the the academic advisor's little hot shack was and then the yeah. the the recording studio shack where you walk in between <laughs> all that it, yeah, was, yeah. it was right there. Dude, you remember those little uh, pathways? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tiny little, <laughs> tiny tiny little contemplative pathway. Contemplative <laughs> Zelda path. It's like, it, yeah, it felt totally. like Link. Link and yeah. Zelda. <laughs> you have to go up, left, left, down, left, yeah, right, yeah. down, you know left, it. in yeah. order to get to the, oh, Earth Day? the real remember? entrance. Oh, with Fleet Mall, we, we organized Earth Day there uh-huh, at that uh-huh. festival. Yeah, oh, fleet, fleet, fleet mall, mall. killer name. Yeah, he, definitely a Star fleet. Wars character. Fleet like F L E E P, fleet, 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 like a fleet, fleet of ships. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. yeah, it was. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, he wrote a book. Uh, what was it? What was the book? Uh, the bearing witness or something? Where where it was like meditation in prisons. Where it was yeah, prison yeah. dharma. Prison prison dharma. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's got to be it. And uh. Wow, that guy. And, and then we read a book called Burning All Illusions. Yeah, that's a great book. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> cool book where it was just talking about whatever government wants to take over, that's a, that's another oppressor. No matter what, it's going to be another oppressor. And it was like, what? And then he's like, no matter what, no matter how you think of it, no matter yeah. how you think of it, no matter how selfless you think you are, the ego, you're doing it for the ego. And we're all like, whoa. <laughs> Downer, man. <laughs> Self-worth. It's more yeah. than a you're worth more than a carton of smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that class we coordinated Earth Day uh celebration and festival at our school. That was our class project. That was like the final project, yeah. And like budgeting and talking to the student union. That's how I became part of the student union. I became events coordinator then at the student union where I came. Uh, we want to do Earth Day. Oh, great! You're you're uh your events coordinator now. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's how that happens. Did you got Did you guys come out of there though, like enjoying it? Did you? Oh. Are you happy? Are you happy that you went there? It yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It it offered a lot of like self guidance. So like if if you were, I I kind of felt not bad, but I, I wondered what the kids who were like 18, just coming out of high school, right, right, going there and paying, cause it's not cheap. And yeah. you know, if you're kind of spinning your wheels and trying to figure out what you're doing, like that's not the place to do it. Yeah. But right. like, I, I was going later, so I was like 24 or something. And I, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do. And so I felt, I felt like it was a good spot for me because yeah, I could design courses and shit. And yeah. Cause you were doing, what I wanted yeah. to do. you were doing sustainability and green building, right? Yeah, I was focused on like built environment stuff. So I was working with like a, a local architect, um, doing courses on on like design, kind of basic eco engineering and built environment stuff. Looking at structures, oh, that's and then very did cool. you do that one? With yeah, me? That yeah, was, that was a cool course. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, the, the, who was who was the guy? What was the guy's name again? Michael Michael Barton, <laughs> I think, yes. or something like that. And and then he he uh, recommended us to read Christopher Alexander, who did the Oregon experiment and the nature of order, and as well as uh-huh. as well as uh, pattern language, and then the timeless way of building things, which 
Yeah. This guy was an architectural genius. Totally. Um, and those books were just mind-blowing for me to where it whole because my minor was green building. And then I, mine was uh, indigenous people in the environment, which was a social justice slash yeah. spirituality uh, concentration. Because right. I, I wanted to learn about both. <laughs> well, shamanism, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> you might be the only person to ever say that phrase ever. Shamanism, shamanism baby. baby. That's a t-shirt right there. Right. Oh, yeah. I got I to bring that to my therapy session. <laughs> shamanism, baby. <laughs> but yeah so like dude that christopher alexander dude that that stuff of like how uh even like the like the dawn of you know civiliz human civilization of the way we built rooms and and yeah. homes and and community areas and how that yeah. is still used today uh it's incredible totally you yeah it's cool yeah cool. it was definitely you know it's kind of like most things I think where you kind of what you go for with your degree or whatever is not typically what you end up doing. You know, you don't walk out of Naropa with an accounting degree and go directly into accounting and there's like the, the job waiting for you when you're done. Right, and so, right, but it, right. it gave me a lot of pieces to figure out kind of how to approach problems and, and kind of hold a lot of shit at once and then figure out what was potential solutions for, systems thing bigger complex problems yeah and so yeah I, I enjoyed my time there for sure it was a blast it was fun yeah sounds i'd do fun. it again yeah that, yeah, that I, was i want to do it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. that was, we should go back let's go go back right? yeah yeah there was a no lot better of time than the present there was a lot of system yeah. systems thinking that they talked about in sustainability uh yeah class over there uh john john uh, john engel he, he, John Engel, that yeah, he was he was my eco psych guy, yeah, eco psych yeah. professor. That guy was he smart. was he was excellent. I think he went to University of Chicago where he got his master's. But uh, smart dude, yeah, very smart, very smart. Um, but but yeah, that that was such a an a, like I use all the tools from that as a therapist, all the tools of Buddhism and being present and being in the moment and where. Where's the sensation coming? Do you remember the classes we would get in fishbowls, Chris, where we yeah. speak from the heart, listen from the heart, confidentiality? We would do all this like Freudian and psychotherapy type stuff. But there was a, oh, um, yeah. the observer, then there was the interpreter, and then there was the person that expressed themselves, and then we would switch it. Those three, mm -hmm. those fishbowl yeah. threes. We would do that in like every class there. Yeah. It was crazy. And then. I remember the uh, Earth Circles class. No, it wasn't Earth Circles. It was the class with Fleet Mall and that TA where he was always talking about phenomenology and where's the sensations coming from your body. Because remember, like, that first day they asked us to meditate for, like, 10 minutes. We're yeah. going to start the course. We're going to meditate. And now we're going to talk about our experience after the meditation. And then when he went, he's just like, I was envisioning a civilization which has people that are, you know, he was like pretty much kind of stating Shambhala, you know, like yeah. with that whole idea of Shambhala, which is a whole enlightened society that they talk yeah. about in Tibetan Buddhism. And that's what was talked about at Naropa. And this guy just went off. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and I feel the sensations in my throat, my lips, my shoulders and my, you know, and I'm just like, whoa. Oh, God. That's everything, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please tell me your name's not Dick Dart. <laughs> 
You want to trade assholes? Or... <laughs> hey, have you ever heard of butt scissoring? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so there's going to be, a, speaking of butts, there's going to be a lunar eclipse tomorrow. There's gonna... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, that was a good one, right, Jeff? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was a good segue. Yeah. Right, Jeff? <laughs> here, I, I'm here for validation. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. It's validated, dude. I yeah. felt that validation. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me and Billy go off the rails. Jeff keeps us on track. So there's going to be a lunar eclipse tomorrow night, 8.30 Chicago time or Central time. Uh, so that would be, what, 6, 6.30 uh, uh, West uh, Pacific? So you guys uh, be ready for that tomorrow night at 6.30. Right. Okay. So All right. Good. I'm I'll be sure to look right at it. Blood moon, they said. A, a, a blood lunar eclipse. Blood moon. Yeah. Really? I think that I think that I got that right. But... Blood blood flower moon, something like that. Yeah. That's what, yeah. So it's gonna be a pretty fantastic lunar eclipse going on tomorrow night. Yeah, cool. Um, I, the last time we had a blood moon like uh just like a year or two ago, didn't we? I think Do you so. You guys remember that? I think so. Yeah. I can never get them straight. The harvest moon, and yeah. the summer moon, and right, the right. blood moon. Strawberry or... moon. Yeah an orange blood moon <laughs> right Suck there's it. too many moons man yeah star fruit star root root beer moon. monday yeah. fucking root beer moon root 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 coca-cola moon <laughs> would, would you like a and w moon dude know. we got a sweet taco tuesday moon oh god Fuck yeah the moon's now sponsored <laughs> by corporations. <laughs> it's like brought to, from stadiums yeah. to moons. <laughs> brought to the, brought to you by viewers like you. Um, yeah. Flowers.com moon. moon. Flowers.com. <laughs> brought to you by Moonton Dew. Moonton Dew. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'm done. I couldn't pass that one up. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. Okay. No, that's oh man, that was my, solid. Host, my son not... fell down. <laughs> Your background. That that Your joke that joke was so <laughs> that joke was so shitty. That joke was so shitty that son just literally told me to fuck off. Oh god. <laughs> uh so Chris, music. Music. What what are you what are you doing now with music? Like uh, uh Yeah. Um well let's see, I'm doing a, a bunch of different things right now. So I've got a band I've had for like for ten years now. They're called the Field Boats. Okay. And so we started on Lopez Island, which is in the San Juan Islands here in the Salish Sea, Puget Sound area. So like northern Puget Sound, kind of between Canada and Washington mainland, there's this archipelago of a bunch of islands. And Lopez Island's one of those. So it's got like 2,000 people that live on it, small little farm island. There's like so many cool words that people from like Washington use to <laughs> refer to land. Because it's just it's just flat in Chicago in Illinois. Yeah, right. So like we yeah. say archipelago, you go, you know, sounds Puget. I was like, wow, yeah. Puget, Puget's just the name of the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puget's the name of the sound. I yeah. wonder how big the wingspan is of that majestic archipelago. Bird. It's, it's obviously huge. a bird, right? It's yes, yes, archipelagon. Right. <laughs> hey, do you know? Yeah. All right, so so you you play and are a musician. Um, yeah. Some one of my best friends in life, and Dan knows as well. Our buddy Brian and his couple of partners, they own the Chop Suey in oh, uh, Capitol Hill cool. down there. Yeah. 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 yeah Great Chop venue. Rad's been around a long time. Yeah, man. Yeah. They bought it I've never four played there. Years ago. Yeah. That's that's a cool spot. There's been a lot of like historical shows at the Chop Suey over time. Yeah. 
No doubt. No what? doubt. Wait, no doubt played there? No <laughs> doubt. Like well, at least probably. three times. They probably <laughs> actually they probably did. did. Yeah. yeah. Right? What, yeah. What's, uh, so... I mean, you grew up in the '90s. Uh, me and you were, we're, we're the, we're the same. So, like, you know, this whole Seattle sound. What, what was your experiences? What kind of cool venues did you um, go to? Any, any kind of like house parties or any cool stories sure. about? Yeah, I went to house parties. I went to shows. Um, I was still too young to get into bars when most of like the grunge scene, when it was actively happening, when I was in high school, I couldn't get into bars yet. So. I had to go to like free concerts or like outdoor concerts um, or like uh, festivals yeah. where bands are headlining or something like that. That's so that's kind of how I saw most of those guys back then. Um, I saw Pearl Jam that way uh, and Nirvana that way. And then Soundgarden was around then too. Um, and then so I and then there were all ages shows that started happening kind of towards the end of that towards like when um i, I would say like post-punky stuff started coming out i would guess like okay. uh weezer you know kind of started hitting and right. then sunny day real estate and wax swing and kind of like the next wave started coming through then yeah. all ages shows started cropping up um vera project was a, a spot downtown um a house party i saw um death cab uh, in Bellingham at a house party wow. in like 99, 98, 99, something like nice. that. Nice. Um, but I, I didn't know it, you know, it was like walking into it. I didn't go to see them. I just happened to be at a, like a basement party where that was wow. happening. Um, pretty cool. I don't remember it being that memorable. My next question. Basement shows or, you know, the sound wasn't great. It was kind of like too many people packed in a small place. Right, and it was just right. all like bass, you know, just like, like yeah. fuzz right. bass. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was my right, memory. Right. Of that right, show. right. Um, wow. But yeah, it was a cool time to be around. Seattle was, was still small. Like Seattle, <laughs> Seattle's changed a lot since then. Like, there's so much money in Seattle now and there just wasn't then it was still a small like neighborhood town it was like the the smallest big city right. you could you could be in you you would run into people downtown still that you knew you know yeah like by wow. name and, and it's not like that anymore and and it's it's kind of too bad but you know it was a time um wow. it was a cool time to be around yeah and that all ended like the I was at WTO in yeah. 1999 those those riots like, and protests yeah yeah it was it was that was like the the pinnacle sort of experience for my my childhood, really. When in, in NATO happened. <laughs> and all, wasn't it like NATO and WTO it was, and all that stuff? Yeah, so it was like the World Bank. It was kind of like the birth of the World Bank, right, like the global right. economy and NAFTA and the free trade agreement that was that was passed there wasn't in Seattle like, in 1999. Like November 99, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so Clinton was in town. Bill Clinton was in town. He was still president then. And they were they were signing the North American Free Trade Agreement, which basically oh like unlocked the the, the sort beast. of the global economy in this hemisphere and sort of tied us into this yeah this massive global economy that that we've come to know now you know and that we're all living in that we've been living in since. Um, but that experience was, you know, for me it was all kind of tied to the the UW, the University of Washington, the student activism side of that university was heavily involved with protesting the the signing of the North American Free Trade Agreement and what that would mean for the environment and like the long term sort of like implications and consequences of that choice. Right. 
and then that tied into you know and i don't i don't think i don't remember anybody um pitching it like we're going to be part of this massive thing it was like we're going to go we're going to march from the school downtown and we're going to take up it was super organized we're going to we're going to take up these certain um intersections we're going to like be blockades at these certain right. intersections and we were assigned this certain intersection and another group was assigned another one and we were we were blocking the actual delegates from the world trade organization from being able to get into wow. the conference areas to meet to to have their meetings so it was like this peaceful blockade thing anyway and it ended up these our student march train we got into town we took up position and then like tens of thousands of other people were had like similar ideas and like so the unions and the environmentalists like fucking everybody came together they unified yeah it was massive it was insane um the the first day there were riot police so like oh my god they were yeah with shields body armor helmets batons like fucking you know stormtrooper riot police that was like the first day so we saw people getting fucking beaten and you know beat down um to the ground thrown around so that and they were like trying to open up the the crowd so that the delegates could get through and then so there's there's this mix of people trying to hold position people getting beaten and people trying to witness the beating um so there were lawyers like all these volunteer lawyers and legal people that were not participating but they were like climbing lampposts to get a view of what was happening the police beating people and then interviewing those beaten people before they would go to the hospital so (laughs) and then ambulance first responders all of that all happening all at once jesus and that was like the first day and then at the end of that day martial law was declared and like there were armored vehicles there were like stormtroopers on horseback, there were rubber bullets, there was tear gas. I remember reading about it was just going off. It there was, was there was, it was a, insane. There was a book I got on, on this where yeah. this thing this thing lasted didn't it last like a few days or like a week or three something? days, yeah. It was like it was like three days of that. It was like three days of like um like kinda like it's not war, but it, it feels like that. It feels like you're cause you're kinda like moving around a lot. You're you're we ended up moving from place to place to place, kinda looking for like like a quiet area to figure out what to do next. And then we would go like be a part of another action, another scene. And then we would, you know, kind of get broken up and then scatter and go to another area. And that happened all day. And then. Intense. Wow. Um, so yeah, I ended up just calling in sick to work the next two days and like <laughs> camping out down there. And um, yeah, it was, it was super intense. Wow, that is just insane. I can't hear you now. So, uh, Dan, you lo- you're muted. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Let's see. Here. Dan, you're muted. I think. Can you? Something hear? just went weird. Everything went root and yeah. shut down, and then came back. Check your phone. 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 There was some spirit. Hey, you guys feel like you're back in college, right? Yeah. You guys feel like you're back in Europa. <laughs> Hold on now. Which you guys could make. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Everything's okay. normal. Good, good. There that we go. Weird. That is crazy. Yeah. The Dude, crazy shit. And, and didn't you, you got you got injured in that by riot police, didn't you? 
Yeah, I mean, not not as bad as a lot of people did, but I got I got I got pushed and beaten some on the first day, yeah. and then like tear gas, like you know, eyes Oof. were pretty. Like for like two days, you're just like red eyes and everything hurts. It hurts to look. You're like constantly crying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never got shot with rubber bullets. I saw people get get pretty fucking hurt with those. They're like these these big slugs that are, you know, bouncing off the ground. They're bouncing off whatever they hit, and they were like massive contusion, you know, creating like weapons. Yeah. They were, wow. you know, people were just yeah. getting getting their asses kicked for for days, basically. The non-lethal. They're under rounds. that umbrella of non-lethal, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, right. didn't kill yeah. him, so yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a thing. It was big deal. I mean, I was really proud of my city when during all of that, through all of that, yeah, um, man. Uh, you know, people people showed up. It, you know, and and I I think in hindsight too, like that stand was the right stand to take, and I I think I'd I'd take it again. You know, I'd support that that position still. Um. Yeah, it's yeah, man. Fuck, good on you. <laughs> it was yeah it was a, it was a weird like um i think i was 19 for that and so it was kind of just after high school i was kind of fucking around in community college not really or doing 20 much of anything. 20 20 yeah it's yeah. 20 that's about right yeah yeah so it was kind of this like i felt like it was um without knowing it while i was doing it, it was sort of this coming of age like you know I don't know. Yeah, that was that was my nom, man. Yeah, dude. Did you did you feel like in fear, like it, when you when you got home at night, were you like ah, or or were you still on edge? Like obviously you're jacked up from the day, but like were there were you hearing things of people's homes being invaded or any kind? Like did it go yeah. that far? It. I don't remember going that far. I remember people's. They weren't breaking into home they were trying to keep people off the streets so if you were inside they were okay with that you know um, they wanted you out of the out of the way out of the game right. um so when you were you were gathering on streets was when it was dangerous um yeah that's what they were trying to kind of like disperse but no like, I don't remember bricks bricks through your windows and shit like that no it wasn't like gestapo like like level it was I don't know. It, it was um, it was intense. It, like certain times were super intense, and then most of the time it was just this general on edge kind of like, you know, because it's so big, you're not aware of all the pieces that are moving at the same time, and right. you're sort of in your little like m- like micro world, which was like sure. a block, you know, or whatever it was. And but you guys were marching from place to place. We we yeah. Well, it was a march to start the whole thing. It was a like a an organized protest in March. So we had like signs and we were like chanting and it was you know this big organized march. We marched all the way through downtown and we just gathered people as we went. It felt like we were leading, but we weren't. We were just a part of this big flow. Yeah. And 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 then it was then we took positions at those intersections and there was like an organized effort to stop WTO from happening. Like. Cause it was a meeting. It was like, they had meetings and a set agenda and we were trying to stop the agenda. Yeah. And so there was this yeah, organized yeah. effort to clog those areas. And that's when people started getting, it started going nuts. Then it was, it was cause it was conflict. It was direct person on person conflict and yeah, people were, people were getting hurt. Wow. Yeah. And, and so when people got start getting hurt, people freak out, you know, when they see people getting beaten and they see blood and they see people getting thrown down, like, women and old people like thrown on the ground like people start getting pissed and things escalate right and sure some people have shields and sticks 
and some people have backpacks and signs and you know right, <laughs> right. yeah it, yeah, it's yeah. even just going into it the nature of it even on the peaceful side like that whole thing revolves around everyone there it, it just hates everyone else on the other side like on the peaceful side like we fucking yeah. hate those motherfuckers so everything's <laughs> heated even though we're here peacefully yeah you know i, I mean i'm on your side I, i'd be right next to you if i was there and i would hate those motherfuckers you know even even though i'm there to like let's do this peacefully but when it yeah. comes in underneath i'm going fuck you all you totally. fucking piece yeah. of shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know totally. and you kind of need and that they mentality. obviously hate us yeah yeah, yeah you're using yeah. that mentality to kind of like to stand there in front of somebody with a shield and a fucking baton, you know? And yeah, dude. I mean, I remember having like, like a clear shield, you know, in my face and pushed up against it and, and seeing like a, a woman's eyes under her shield and helmet and like just holding eyes. Cause I, I couldn't go anywhere. I had like people pressing here and she's like pressing right, right. here. Wow. Just making eye contact, like maybe six inches, seven inches away from each other. God and, damn. and just sort of like a very human moment of like, both of us are like, What's going on? What are we doing? Yeah, you know, yeah. Right, like, yeah. right. Isn't this fucked? Isn't this totally fucked up? Like your experience is fucked. Mine's fucked. We're all fucked. Here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God it was. Damn. It was. Yeah. That, that was a, like a really like actually pretty lucid moment of the whole thing. But yeah. I can yeah. Imagine. That that was that was like the ending of the, you know that was a, like a pretty a pretty perfect closure to the nineties because I I think that. NAFTA and that that global economy sort of like rolling full steam really took us into the 2000s and kind of George W. Bush and kind of where we went from there and yeah, right. war on terror and fucking all that economic exploitation that came that you know right. with that era yeah, man. and yeah. still coming is you know that kind of ended the 90s that was it and right. Right. And yeah. it's been all bad shit ever since. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking motherfucker. You know, those dudes in war with the cars in the road, you know, like, they might be onto something. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I'm, I'm th- I might move to Ward instead of Costa Rica. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's been a trip. Fucked it's up. been a trip since then, but, um, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, music, um, has been steady. <laughs> through thread during all of that um so yeah back yeah you got so you got yeah you got a a, (laughs) so you got a project going on right now i heard uh a couple a couple of them on social media it was uh there there was a what was it the the title had covid in it it was oh the covid tried to kill my band oh yeah man (laughs) i love that tune you like that tune oh cool yeah i really love it's got that like western feel yeah. to it like storytelling and uh, yeah it's it's it, it was so fun to listen to oh that's cool I'm, I'm glad you heard it yeah 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 we just put that out um so i've got like sort of like three different projects right now that the band that did that is like my bellingham band so i'm in bellingham right now it's a little town like as far north as you can go before you hit canada in washington state okay and so i've got i've got a little band here um that did that recording um and we've been we're sort of like we're sort of toned down we're acoustic for the most part um i've got a father daughter drum bass duo which is super fun um cool i've never had that i've never played with like i played with two brothers but i've never played with like a a parent child combo that's pretty neat that's pretty folky 
yeah, yeah super yeah. folky yeah they're awesome right. um and then we have a violin player and oh, and nice. she's dope and so the bass player the violin player are both like in their 20s yeah and they're both like super classically trained orchestra like classical music kind of background so yeah. they you know have a whole lot of theory that is helpful for them <laughs> like, that's cool here's what i do um, <laughs> right and and yeah so we kind of we were mostly geared for like breweries there's like fucking a million breweries around here and they're a really easy gig kind of like there's a lot of availability they have a lot of outdoor spaces so during covid they've been able to have live music so that's been a big help um and it's it's sort of like a step or two up from like a cafe gig you know like where like nobody's fucking listening to you to where like at a brewery some people are chilling and listening and yeah. some people are sort of eating and talking and it's very like low, I don't know, low stakes, but you do make friends and you do get people to check it out and listen. So it's a good way to like, you know, get people like to like follow the band around and, and show up for gigs and stuff. It's good. It's a good way to kind of get moving. Cool. Um, especially during COVID that was kind of like our wheelhouse. So we're sort of like, I play acoustic guitar for the most part. And then we have, acoustic violin and a, a chill drummer like the quietest drummer yeah. that I've, I've played with which <laughs> right. is is great man a guy a guy who can keep time and like like i don't even like use a mic when we practice like i don't even mic up i just sing over the top of his drums oh that's great i've wow. never been able to do that before yeah 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 cool um so that's the bellingham group and then the the old uh the 10 year old band um is like the the bar band they're like the rock and roll bar band and so we play i play like electric in that band and we have a killer drummer um he's just badass and then um my buddy doug playing bass and my buddy kevin playing banjo and the oh, banjo's nice. like he's not a banjo player banjo player he's like a played banjo until i pick this thing up and i play it sort of like a it's like a dirty dirty distorted guitar yeah sometimes yeah. and then it's yeah. you know it's it's a weird string drum you know banjo is just a weird thing and then he nice. can still roll and kind of keep like a bluegrass sort of like feel. The twang. But he's not like, yeah, he's not like a like a roll all over bluegrass oh, player. Right, right, so, right. Which is cool because he doesn't fit into like a category. But then you add a banjo to any band and it's automatically just Americana. Yeah. Like in everybody's mind. Right, you know? right. You got a banjo right. player. But yeah, we've been playing forever. Um, and we're working on a record right now. So we just went in the studio like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And just in a weekend, we just cranked out 10, 10 songs. So like the, awesome. the bass, the, the, the drums, the banjo, guitar, vocals, bass, like the, all that's like laid down. And now it needs like, you know, the lead vocals all redone, lead guitar redone and some pieces and stuff. But So there's that project, that's the field boats. And then I've been doing sort of like solo project that, um, and so an album, I'm going to be putting out a record just under my name um, here this summer. That's going to be nine songs that I kind of worked on through the pandemic with this nice. guy in Seattle. Yeah. So it went down like pandemic recording style went down and recorded with this guy, Jeff Stanfield in Seattle. Um, he, he has like an editing studio at this big, like TV studio kind of thing. So he has like a, a mixing editing kind of console area and, but then down below in this basement, there's just massive green rooms. 
but they weren't being used during the pandemic. So we just rec record, we set up all this like outboard gear, really nice condenser mic and just started cutting tracks and nice. they turned out really cool. And, um, so that, that's, that record's going to come out, I don't know, July or August or something. Oh, Fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Where, so, where yeah. are you going to, where are you going to distribute, where are you going to put it out? Like, are you doing it all on your own? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm just using distro kit basically, and I'm just putting yeah, it out yeah. on all the, the digital platforms. And then for that record, um, I'll make, I'll like, you know, I'll produce a record, like a CD of it. Um, just cause <laughs> it's like, it's, I like having the, you know, the finished um, product. Yeah. It the finished product. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm doing everything myself, you know, now, um, yeah, it's just about kind of getting them out there and, and, you know, making good music, doing my best to make, make something worthwhile and to listen to and putting it down and putting it out while I've got the time and, you know, the, the effort in the bank to do so. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Man. Uh Making so art. I, I, yeah. I, I just started reading a book uh by Jeff Tweedy, How to Write One Song. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Chicago's very own Jeff Tweedy. And Fuck yeah. Oh uh, yeah, man. And he Billy's favorite, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan. But I have oh, really? <laughs> one of my one of my buddies is in Wilco, yeah. Oh, oh nice. wow. Nice. Which Pat, one? Pat San Pat Sansone. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. He's the he's the like the third guitar player guy. Correct. Yeah. Nice. yeah. yeah I just yeah. saw them at the Paramount when they came through. He was, he was good. He's a good player, man. Dude. Yeah. He's amazing. All those guys are no yeah, fucking joke. They are. I, I no believe kidding. during the pandemic, Wilco did a, like a drive-in concert. They were doing drive-in yeah. concerts. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And then flaming lips did their, their bubble, bubble concerts. <laughs> yeah. 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 They've been doing that Dude, forever, they, man. They <laughs> did that tour. They came through and did that tour at the fucking uh, uh, on the baseball field at the YMCA on like Division and and uh, Troop or something. Oh, like, really? Uh, wow. Uh, it's got to be you know I don't know long before I moved, but in Chicago, probably, probably 2010, yeah. 11, somewhere around there. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that, maybe pretty... actually, maybe even. It's got to be even longer than I, that, to be honest. With dude, you. I saw Sonic Youth in a steel yard in Chicago, like, and like that was that was such a cool show because it was like you had to go in, in, inside all these like gravel driveways and then park, and then we we were listening to fucking Sonic Youth in literally a steel yard. Yeah, and it was awesome. Like it was just yeah. this industrial corridor, like dirty city, grimy. There's like the Chicago skyline in the back. There's the the Chicago River right there. And, right. You I wonder know. how that got set up. I know that was such a strange show. Albini, Steve Albini, <laughs> man, probably Gotta Steve. Be. Probably, and it wasn't too far from the Hideout, which the Hideout, Chris, is like this iconic venue here that was original speakeasy back in the 1800s. Like, wow. And it's like this shack of a place that they needed some like uh, support bearings, like these huge yeah. beam wooden bearings to kind of keep it from collapsing. But you wow. ha you had bands like Smashing Pumpkins that would regularly play there. Yeah, it's a small place too. A it's very a small place. Yeah, we're talking like seventy five people in, in yeah. this venue, and then in the front there was like you know like the bar and a little area, and there was this band that would play this this like this. Um, a jug band called a devil in a wood pile and they wouldn't use microphones man uh-huh they had a kazoo and harmonica washboard 
yeah. watched her base and uh the guy with his belt his uh, from the top of his bottom or bottom of his lungs just bellowing yeah uh, that's super powerful i've i've seen that technique a few times and using the intimacy dynamic in, right. in a big crowd is yeah. ben harper did that we saw i saw him at, at western at the university here in like 97 or 98 or something nice. and he hadn't done his whole like burn one down thing yet so yeah. you know but he there was a crowd i don't know maybe 2000 kids in a gym or something like that you yeah. know a bunch of people and he yeah and he like threw the mic away wow. and did a did a big like um sort of just used his voice and kind of but like everybody quieted down so they could hear what he was saying you know like and, acapella and type thing happening just did it on his own yeah and it, and it just brought the the whole vibe like the, the volume level down but like the the intensity level up and, oh, right, and right. it's such a cool technique yeah, it was like a vacuum of awesomeness. Like a totally, <laughs> like the gravity. Dude, of, Ben Harper is unbelievable. The, the gravity, the gravity, yeah. the gravity of the room was just like a black hole. Like, yeah, man. Well, dude, yeah, two thousand nineteen-year-old kids, like, <gasps> right, getting quiet to hear. You know, yeah. it's like when your teach fucking... when your teacher's pissed off and you want to know who he's pissed off at. You know, and like, <laughs> right, and you can just start fucking yelling and you're like not paying attention, but the minute he's like. You fucking kids! Oh right, I, you know, and he right. gets and he gets really low down, right. and gets really fucking serious, <laughs> and you want to hear who pissed him off? Yeah. <laughs> you want to know? <laughs> Crowd control—that's huge power. It is, yeah, man. Yeah, oh. good power. That's good power, though. Yeah, Not bad. yeah. My first, my first ever <laughs> indoor show was the Smashing Pumpkins at the Aragon. Wow. Speaking of like '90s and, and shows and you know a few thousand fucking kids in a room and this the, yeah. this place was originally like a jazz ballroom in the 1920s uh, to 1940s and uh in chicago and it was like a block away from al capone's old hangout the green mill jazz club which is like this old jazz club from like 1907 and there's an underground railroad that he would use for smuggling and getaways and Wow. It looks like a time capsule. But anyways, the Aragon, that's where I saw Smashing Pumpkins, and we were, like, crowd surfing just because we were, you know, like those crowded shows in the 90s. It was just like, you know, uh, you'd be so packed in that you were, like, sweating and hot, and it's like, well, someone pick me up, and then someone would boost you up, and then you just kind of ride the crowd, and you could get that fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah remember the tickets it would say no no crowd surfing no crowd surfing, no, yeah. crowd no stage surfing. diving no crowd surfing yeah, the yeah. last speaking of the hideout the last show i ever played at the hideout was with not with billy corgan but like i wasn't playing in his band but we played on that bill that same night where he did a stripped down thing at the hideout nice man first something i don't remember what it was for but cool it was cool you know he didn't do any like cool shit like drop his mic or anything you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Him, but it was it was cool small he's room. good man he holds it he's down. great he's, he's, yeah very much so smashing pumpkins and jane's addiction are going on tour this year yeah really yeah so the wow. original the lineup the original yeah. lineup oh shit for jane's darcy wow. too Damn. i don't think darcy is a part of smashing that's the only one that's not a a part of Smashing Pumpkins because I think of what was that their drug problems like, yeah, she had a, a hair, long time hair, ago. heroin addiction and did they did they lose a drummer 
to drums or something. Maybe they had a lot. Band. They had different drummers that through the years. Yeah. They had a bunch. I think Chamberlain's back now. Chamberlain's back. Really? Yeah, they yeah. kicked they kicked Chamberlain out because of addiction. Yeah, a, yeah. a couple different times, and he's back. He's back. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, like I saw them at United Center like three years ago in Chicago, and uh, you know they're introducing everyone and where where they live, and then you know. James Eha, he's like, well, I'm from, you know, you know, I'm from the suburbs. I'm from Schaumburg, and you know, it was, uh, it was, it was like, like boo, and, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, Billy Corgan, of course, is from the city. His dad's like this Italian Irish guy, you know, just, you know, just ties to the mob and stuff, and just su- such these old school Chicago roots. And then Jimmy Chamberlain is like this just total like rocking dude from Joliet. So if you, if you don't know Joliet, it's just like all these like kind of it's like I get the sense of like rock and metal, you know, uh-huh. like Wayne's World almost, you yeah. know, like, like Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dude. Joliet is the Michigan of Illinois. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Joliet Rock City. Uh, right. But uh Dude, I mean, it was it was an incredible show. It was weird. It's weird with Billy Corgan though, like how he dresses, like he's like the Pope or he's like some <laughs> some I, like you know icon or something. Yeah, he, he does like a, my the, fingers. The, 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 <laughs> the fur like coat draped yeah. over his shoulders, big puffy, you know, looks weird. Well, didn't he actually? Didn't he refer to himself as as God one time? Like really? Somebody asked him a question somewhere, and he was just like, "Well, yeah, you know, it's because I'm God." <laughs> Or some, some, you know, that I don't know, paraphrasing what he said. That's a very Billy Corgan response. Yeah. <laughs> he, almost, he, almost, yeah. he almost looked like the Emperor from like Star Wars, you know? Just well, he's a, like Pinhead from Hellraiser without oh, the pins. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow, all these 80s that's references. Good. That's great. <laughs> he, looked like Mar- look. he looked like Marlon Brando from Apocalypse Now. <laughs> all in I the was, shadows. I was thinking of more, more Island yeah. of Dr. Moreau, but okay. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's a good they one. Should, they had to rename it Apocalypse Then. <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse Later, maybe. Uh, Apocalypse <laughs> some, some Other Time. Some, some yeah, right. Apocalypse Some Other Time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, I am looking so forward to shows this year. Like, like oh, it's, yeah. it just, it's coming back. I feel like not everyone has come back. I feel like some people are sitting this one out till next year, but for yeah. the, for the most part, you're seeing these festivals. Yeah. Uh, you, you hear of any festivals going on in like the Seattle area? Yeah, they're cranking up, man. We, we, we played a bar show in Seattle in February, like yeah. the end of February and, it was the first time since 2020 that, I mean, it, it felt like a bar show. It felt like, you know, packed in, yeah. people jumping off the fucking ground, yeah. cramming napkins in their ears, <laughs> spilling right. their right. drinks. Yeah, Is yeah. that your drink or my drink bar show? Like, <laughs> like right, it felt right. fucking normal. It, yeah. it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it felt so good. Yeah. It was, it, so, you know, I think it's, it's definitely coming back i think i think it's you know people are still kind of weary you know the folks that are are weary are gonna be weary and that's that's cool but i I think outdoor festivals are a good way to kind of like ease into that um right we played one last last year and 
it was like kind of spaced out outdoor, you know, sprawling lawn thing. And yeah. it was great, man. People were, there's probably like 500 people in this like yeah. area. Awesome. Have you, awesome. have you been to the gorge? Because like that to me mm-hmm. is like the unanimous, like undisputed greatest outdoor venue there is like bar, you know, bar none like red rocks doesn't even come to a close second red rocks is second but i would say the gorge is number one have you been have you been to the gorge uh-huh yeah i mean that was that yeah i've been I've probably i don't know 10 15 times or something when i was really like in high school and then through into college that was like because every summer that was like the big spot where did, did they have like sasquatch fest or something there like uh-huh they had Lollapalooza <laughs> there they had sasquatch fest there they had um <laughs> They had a couple other festivals. I can't remember. Like Sasqu- but, Sasquatch Fest had like Modest Mouse was like the big one. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, Dylan and Paul Simon played there. Oh. Moody Blues played there. Oh. Neil Young. Jesus. Best, best show maybe I think I saw at the Gorge was Neil Young. Oh. Like in, in the full on fucking rain. Like it was like downpour rain and Neil was like doing his solo thing with his black Gibson. Yeah. Just fucking like on another level Keep and, on and rocking dude, in oh, the free world it was it was it was like crazy horse like oh neil God, young yeah dude, that Bro- was the... broken arrow is one of my favorite Fuck records yeah. of all time dude mm-hmm. wow a, yeah what how many takes did it... black les paul yeah i know that thing's that's the, that's <laughs> the jam that's it yeah <laughs> his fucking um, fender junior his pro junior through the, with that les paul through his pro junior dude yeah. guy's untouchable and it's totally are just fucking yeah. amazing. I, I've never been to the gorge and as soon as I see someone that I like like Neil Youngish, Paul Simonish, Bruce Spr- yeah. Bruce Bruce Springsteenish, Modest Mouseish, I will I will go, I will let you know, Chris. Yeah. And we Yeah, let's go. Let's go, dude. I, I It's it's a cool spot. It's it's out there. You, it's you like, drive like 30 45 minutes just to get in. There's nothing around. Yeah, yeah, it's it's out wow. there. It's it's, uh, you know, it's maybe an hour and a half, two hours out of Seattle. You got to go over the pass, like over the Cascade Mountains, and then you drop down into Eastern Washington. Wow! And you go, you just go all the way out. So Eastern Washington's like it's like the Midwest. It's like flat. Yeah. You know, yeah. just goes. And then the Columbia River is like the major, you know, western drainage, you know, for the whole Northwest area. And so that you finally get over that, you go over that, and then you you head north for. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then you head back towards the river. So you're heading back west again. And then the gorge sits down in this kind of this big natural bowl. Wow. And then the, the stage sits down below and it's kind of built up. And then it just drops behind it, like to the gorge, the big canyon. So it like drops to the river behind it. And then and then the other side of the gorge, the wall is on the other Majestic. side of the river there. It's awesome. And so the sun's always, you know, Setting. going down yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's yeah, the timing yeah, yeah. at all so it's getting dark as you're as the show depending goes on when on. the show starts oh, yeah yeah like if you it's if, a great venue it's awesome. like if you go in in june july the yeah the, the it, it the, doesn't set until like 10 you know the, something like that the psilocybin kicks in right when <laughs> yeah. you know as the sun's yeah. setting yeah and then everybody you're seeing a show with like <laughs> it's 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 so far away that that nobody's getting anywhere that night. Like so, everybody camps. So like, there's yeah. twenty thousand people camping overnight. So then the party just 
camps. Right, right, nice. <laughs> it's this massive right. tailgate, like it never ends. It's it's insane. Yeah. Oh, that is. It's fun. That's the way Fantastic. to do it. Fantastic. Yeah. I gotta go get my charger. I'm okay. realizing. I'll okay. get right back. Do it. Okay. <laughs> so, I was looking through my pictures because I, w- I went to Seattle last year yeah. for the first time, and I'm realizing I was there exactly a year ago today. Oh, oh, oh. oh shit! May fourteenth, really? Last year, I flew into Seattle for a couple of days. Yeah, I loved no it. Oh shit! It was fucking weird. I was like, I, I knew I was there in May. I wasn't sure exactly when. Didn't you say the weather was really good? The, yeah. The, the days you went, yep. and uh, like... it was sunny, and and the weather was awesome. And they say, yeah, don't ever judge uh, Seattle by a sunny day because it's <laughs> not like that yeah. for a good majority of the yeah, time. That, that never happens. Right, right. That was I. Seattle was in my like well, where, where could I move? Like, where should I go? And I thought of Seattle because their music scene has always, always thrived. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm leaving because of the weather. I can't go. <laughs> I can't trade it for uh, just another kind right. of shitty weather. E- equally shitty weather, <laughs> yeah. but just different kind. Yeah. Different kind. Right. Right. Wah, wah, wah. All charged up and ready to go. Yeah. I should have thought of that. <laughs> I didn't Sorry, think this better was late gonna... than never. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think this was actually gonna work. I didn't, I didn't think this was actually gonna happen. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> yeah, right. We wrestled. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was I was checking the gorge the gorge uh lineups uh like a week ago. Cause I was I was thinking about the venue and I'm like, let's see what shows are going on around the country, and I didn't see that many happening for the gorge just yet. I don't I don't know if that's that's a thing of like safety or there, or it's like you know to be to be arranged to be determined kind of thing. I I, I don't know. It might be I don't know. I've seen a I've seen um more mainline acts come through Seattle okay. and hit the Paramount. So Dylan's coming. Um, in June, and he's playing at the Paramount. Uh, Wilco played at the Paramount. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why that is. I'm. I'm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe like there's not enough ticket sales to like drive big shows yet. You know, maybe yeah. people are still kind of weary. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because I would. I would assume that the Gorge would be a kind of place where they're playing shows there three, four nights a week. You know, in the I don't summertime. think so. I think it's more like once a week, like a big oh. like Friday night, Saturday night. Okay. Because it, it's so much to get out there. Like people okay. aren't going out on a weeknight. Okay. Because where it is, there's there's no population okay. out there. So then, like so, you you have to get people to drive, gotcha. two hours and camp and spend the night right. in order to be there. So it's like a weekend thing. Okay. So then maybe okay. Then that's what I was seeing. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a sweet <laughs> venue. It's it's you gotta go at some point. It's it's, it's a beautiful it's spot. It's surreal. It is, yeah. Like yeah, because uh, you have you been to the Red Rocks? Yeah. And Red Rocks yeah. Red Rocks kind of has its own thing, like the kind of shows that go there. You know. Yeah. Like, like I I saw Crosby, Stills, Nash, and then I saw the and dead. not young and not young and not young and I saw I saw the yeah. the dead and company, and then I saw Umphreys McGee. Yeah, um, but like I don't. That sounds like a Red Roxy kind of right. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Let's Indigo Girls they... probably be there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, Lilith, I, Lilith Fair took Lilith place Fair. there for sure. I saw Jack Johnson and Ben Harper there. That that yeah that fits. And Mason Jennings opened up. Yeah. Oh, Mason Jennings. Wow. Dude, that was a cool show. That was Red Rocks. That was freaking Red Rocks. That was cool. See, oh man. And and flip flops, a lot of flip flops. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing when I saw Crosby, Stills, Nash the the moon rose from behind the stage, because if you remember, it looked like kind of like it was the Flintstones, like the stage was the boulders would would yeah. kind of be like the, it was like stone, <laughs> right. Stonehenge kind of thing yeah. going on, and so yeah. like there was a clear sky shot from behind the stage. And then you've seen the moon rise, the, a full moon rise for Cries Who Steals Nash. I'm like, oh, dude, this is great. What, what was the name yeah. of the one tune? Carry on. It's called Carry On. Yeah. <laughs> Love is coming. Love is, is coming to us <laughs> yeah, they, they they sound like real Roman Catholic at that last part, you know. To yeah. us all, <laughs> right, dude. That's an all-time favorite band of mine, hands down. That I, me and my brother both got from my dad. Yeah, yeah. like man, he he's just a rabid fan of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Yeah. And so are we yeah. all these times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Carry on, man. Deja vu. Yeah, right. Sweet Judy's Blue Eyes, man. Like that song just gets Forget me every time. It. Right. Um, every time. The harmonies. Like that's. Yeah. I yeah. grew up on a lot of that stuff too. And like the Beach Boys and right. the Beatles, of course, and Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. And Peter, Paul, and Mary and like all that like all right. 60s folk shit. And yeah. those harmonies. Yeah. Still, still get yeah. me. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> good shit. When they start buzzing like that perfectly, yeah. it just rattles your head and. Dude, life boner. I mean, yeah, nothing's, nothing's fucking better. Don't get a boner. Don't get a boner. God damn it. Right. <laughs> Fuck, I got a boner. Beach Boys. God, like, you had, you had like, uh, you had Endless Summer. You had Smiley Smile. You had. For the Beach Boys? The Beach Boys. Like, they had some cool. Oh, man. Killer Pet Sounds. Albums. Pet Sounds. Pet like Sounds. Maybe was one of the best records that, of the 20th. Was that Phil Spector? Sure. Century. Was, like, was that Phil Spector? I think the, it, was it Phil Spector? I, I mean, it was Brian Wilson. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, right. I but, think so. That record know. in particular is like everybody who made the greatest records of all time, that's their favorite their record. record. Yeah. Dude, I remember. You know? Like every one of yeah. them. Yeah. I remember yeah. being in the middle it of the woods. It stands, man. I remember being in the middle of the woods in, in the south side, like southwest suburbs, like Oak Forest, Tinley Park. And me and uh, my buddy Rich – we were just freaking out on mushrooms, and then we turned on um, the song "Good Vibrations," and then it just turned that all as well. Turn that <laughs> right. motherfucker around! Like it was. Oh, let the beasts out and let them play, and oh, we just were just jumping around like just crazed idiots, and oh, it was so incredible, dude. I like that song to me, like good vibrations. And what was the name of that that thing that they used the vi- What was that that that? Woo! Oh yeah, the the theremin. Is it the yeah. theremin? Yes, theremin. yes. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I, I guess it was like Brian Wilson or somebody's girlfriend that knew how to 
just use it to where play the yeah. antennas <laughs> right yeah the antennas <laughs> the antennas <laughs> make it in pitch yeah oh man that that song is so great i got oh yeah i got endless endless summer i have that on vinyl that's a, that's a pretty good uh pretty fun album they, i think it's like double uh double vinyl but yeah, Pet Sounds is by far number one. It's like Pet Sounds, Smiley Smile, Endless Summer, and then I don't even know what the hell else they got. Yeah, but, right. Um, yeah. I mean, music. There we go. Music. <laughs> it's life, dude. Yeah. Nothing else. Life boner. There's nothing else, dude. <laughs> right. Full on life boner. Rage. Yeah. It, I mean, well, Riot Fest didn't they come out with their lineup here in Chicago? Like that just came out. This they week. did. They had last. Earlier in the week, yeah, yeah, a couple few days ago, yeah, yeah. You got nine nine inch nails headlining, right? That's on Sunday. Mm. Misfits heading wow. headlining Saturday, playing their album uh, "Walk Among Us." Oh yes. Friday is My Chemical Romance. Never listened to them. I don't know what they sound yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Sunny Day Real Estate's playing Saturday, also. So I'm, that's the day I'm going. Yeah, love oh, the Sunny cool. Day. Yeah. My buddy Greg played with Sunny Day for a little while. Greg Saran, he's he's now in the uh, he's on the American Idol band now. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's playing wow. with Lionel Richie. He's fucking Lionel Richie's guitar player. Nice. Wow. Yeah, it's bad as fuck. Ombelite setamoya, hey jumbo jumbo. He posted a thing of him playing fucking easy with Lionel goddamn Richie. Ombelite setamoya. We're gonna have a party. Oh, I was, get up on that mic. Yeah, I was. You, you, you even could hear my drool come out too. But. Yeah, you really. Don't get a boner. Don't get a boner. Don't get a boner. Don't. Don't. Contemplate. 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 Contemplate something else. Yeah, that, that, that's what it says on the journal. That's what it yeah, says right? on the journal of the contemplative artist class. Contemplate something else. Don't yeah. masturbate. Don't masturbate. Don't, contemplate. Don't, don't masturbate and contemplate. Think <laughs> <laughs> like the next album. God. Oh, that's awful. Oh man, that's awful. Um, but yeah, so like, there's just a lot of shows that I feel like um, I'm I'm fiending for, and I I am waiting for the gorge. To like have that show where I I just I feel you gotta like go. it's like it's like losing your virginity or something. You have to have that right band be at that yeah. best venue. So yeah. um, I I have certain certain bands in my head. I mean I I would say there's probably I I I I could think that there's probably like a few dozen that I would be like oh yeah I would I would go yeah. see I would go see them. That's when the first show I see at the Gorge. When you said Springsteen, <laughs> I was like oh that that triggered something for me yeah 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 i would go for springsteen for sure oh yeah man i've never seen springsteen that's it i would go that's it that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna do he's gonna do the the 2023 tour because he's not doing he's not he's one of those people that's i'm not gonna do it right now yeah i'm just gonna (laughs) is that that your springsteen yeah i'm gonna gonna have this show with uh obama podcast show for uh pandemic i don't think uh 
I'm going to do anything till 2023, folks. Yeah, because you don't you're need right. to. Because you're yeah. pretty yeah. fucking yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got $174 million in the bank. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's, home, that's it fire. right there. Bruce Springsteen at the Gorge. Oh man, summer 2023. I'm there. Oh, Let's go. We're we're there. E Street. The E Street. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Dude, did you hear? Did you hear like uh, Bruce Springsteen on Broadway? Did you hear any of those tunes that he did? I think so. I mean, I didn't. I didn't go, but I. Yeah, I think I right. saw some on YouTube or something like that. Yeah. Where, uh, there was the um, like the storytelling ones where yeah. he's like just him and the acoustic. Yeah. Oh, dude, there was the one where there's just a piano playing, and then he introduces the band, and he does Tenth Avenue Freeze Out, and he goes oh. one plus one does never equal two; it equals three. And he goes the 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 element of creativity. There's a there's a spiritual connection among us when we create together. So one plus one, and then the crowd goes three. Excellent grasshopper. And so then he, they start they start doing Tenth Avenue freeze out, and then the piano. He's introducing everybody, and then he's like, I want to go into somebody else that was a part of this group and is still a part of this group in spirit. And he's and he's he talked he's talking about Clarence and it was wow. like such a heavy thing where I get choked up every time I hear it, where he just yeah. talks about I'd li- I'd like to you know imagine that we'd still be side by side in other worlds and other times, maybe in a field working together, doing some sort of form of God's work and laughing and sharing, uh, experience in life together. And he's like, I miss you, Clarence. I I miss you. Like, you know, losing Clarence is like losing the rain. And it was like, whoa, holy goodness. Like, yeah. you know, t- you, know you, you take things like the rain for granted sometimes when you're just like, the rain is so beautiful in the summertime, I think. When it's like comes down, it's like this warm rain. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I thought that's what I thought of when he said that. Like, but you don't think about losing the rain. It's like, whoa. And man, oh man, the, the way that guy talks, he's just full, just, he's just living poetry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's a, uh, a, I, I, uh, never like followed much. I mean, I know obviously that he's, you know, one of like un- unarguably the greatest songwriters of all time and has yeah. been just crushing forever. But I heard, I, I picked up, I was a Pearl Jam, like, embarrassing embarrassingly fanatical about Pearl Jam like back in the day you know and and, uh yeah and uh I know a lot of people feel that way especially these days I love Pearl Jam I love them I love I always have I still do I think that Uh, that that, that band has tainted for me by an ex-girlfriend so that's that's uh, they're just oh that's right that's right but I feel but like Eddie they... Vedder did a. I picked up an, like an import CD that I got from fucking uh, from uh, Jesus Christ. What's the name of the store? We always talk about. Oh, it. Red it's Tower. Timmy. Red Tower. No, not Red. The small one by El Famous. Fucking, oh, uh, Record, Swap. Was in Record Swap. Record Swap. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I picked. I used to get all of them from Record Swap. Anyway, he he had like an a, a, an. A, a CD of just like throwaway demos and shit and something that maybe was released in Italy or something like that. And it was like an import that I found and I was like, fuck it, I'm buying this because it's got his name on it. Yeah. And it's none of it's any good, 
but he does a cover. <laughs> he does a cover, he, except for this one thing. He does a cover of a song called uh, "One Step Up, Two Steps, Two Steps Back," which and I put it on and I was like, it became one of my fucking favorite songs. It's so amazingly like hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. And then I I did some research on it and it was written by Bruce Springsteen and I was like, holy fuck, I got to give that guy another chance. Yeah. And, uh, I never did, but but that fucking song. Yeah. What you thought that about it? That song was so. That song was so goddamn good. I couldn't I believe the, it. I love the movements of this story, Billy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. None yeah. of the songs on that album were great at all. Yeah. They weren't. They actually made me feel sick, and I'm feeling You're sick right. talking about it. Except this one that inspired me to do this thing that I never did. Totally. But, but I, you know, what it did do is that I, that song taught me, that song taught me the, the whole like trick of like, you know, do a whole recording, yeah. layer all your shit right. and then fucking ditch the guitars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and then I started doing that here and there when it was, you know, could be tastefully done. Yeah. And yeah. man, that, that song still to this day serves me. More than it did even cool. back then, because now I'm old and like you know I don't know if I'm any wiser, but I'm certainly a fuck ton older. But uh, <laughs> I'll do that shit all the time now. It's like the first thing, like, oh, I'm gonna fucking yank the guitars out, and this song's gonna get a lot better. You know, when I first have a yeah. dud and I write it and I lay it down and I'm all stoked for it, and it gets done, and I'm like, ah, this is a piece of shit. Yeah, I take the guitars out. I'm like, all right, no, maybe it's salvageable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's my That's first go-to to try track, to save yeah. one. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and I learned it from that because I, I I think I read something afterwards about that song because I was looking like I got to know everything about this song. Yeah, and I think he he ended up like essentially doing that, or, or maybe it was Eddie Vedder that decided to do that on the cover of it. I don't know, but it 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 made a la- a huge uh, a lasting impression on me forever ever since Eddie Vedder. That's like a Chicago Seattle connection right there because Eddie Vedder grew up out yes. here. Chicago, Chicago Evanston, yeah. Evanston, yeah, uh, just yep. the 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 town uh, just north of Chicago, borders Chicago, and then yeah. he he met he met uh, Pearl Jam out in Seattle, and that's where all the magic was unveiled. He was yeah. in San Diego. Oh, um, originally, right, right, right. He was in San Diego, and and what would become Pearl Jam was in Seattle. But then um, Andrew Andrew Wood died. Um, Mother Love Bone. From Mother Love Bone, and. So they needed a vocalist. Yeah. And so they sent Eddie a bunch of demo tapes and he just sang over them, sent them back. And that was like, that was how they got started, I think. I yeah. always think about Exactly that, right. It's that, pretty wild. I, I always think about that unplugged moment he had when he like fell over the stool and then he goes and stands up on, like first he's balancing on the stool like he's flying. Then he stands up on the stool and he gets like a marker, a permanent marker, and he just writes pro-choice on mm-hmm. on on his forearm and everyone's just cheering and it's like 1993 and it's just like oh it just feels like changes everywhere and everything's alive and anyway anywhere you look it was just it felt like there was just people that were just creating all different types of art and music and expression of like even fashion like it was Dude, I and, and just for us to be like teenagers at that point, it felt like yeah. Wow, that, whoa! I can't wait to see what's 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 yet to happen. Like 
when we're adults and now it's like oh the apocalypse <laughs> might happen <laughs> right well dude you're exactly right that's exactly what that was because in all that i mean just think of you know like all that music thankfully killed cock rock yeah and right now there was right. like all of a sudden there was music again yeah. that most kids at that time hadn't been a, like a, a lot of a lot of people in our age and a little younger like never experienced music that really truly had any substance it was all yeah. about pussy and coke and fucking bullshit right, right. and stupid it was fucking terrible round and yeah. round and and then to have music with with fucking substance came out and these dudes were talking about darkness and emotion D- depression and, yeah. and uh it Real was a shit. whole new fucking thing dude yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, then brilliant music also to carry you over the top, and yeah. it was it was amazing. It was exactly like you just described it. Tuning yeah. tuning into the people ex- are like, what the fuck? Tuning into your expression yeah. and soul, and like going back to that because I mean I felt like the late sixties was uh, was getting to that point, and then it just then you know like it felt like that's that's where it was coming to into the early 70s and then disco and then and then disco and like <laughs> concert rock and then cock right. rock and then it came back to it in the 90s like so to speak where it was like whoa because yeah. I, I remember like 80s new wave was even kind of weird too where it was just like that I was it. oh that was some <laughs> weird stuff yeah, really, there was some good I shit too like it. you know the lasting lasting stuff from all those time periods joy division Joy Division was fucking good, and oh, yeah. and Smiths XTC. were actually fucking great. The oh, Pogues yeah. were great, you know. Like there's a bunch of shit that came Depeche out. Depeche Mode, Depeche Mode was great. Oh. No FX was great. X- XTC, <laughs> oh yeah, Tears for it, Fears. Yeah, are we just gonna name random? Yeah, yeah, the Cure. But like, but honest, honest. Have you guys ever heard of Metallica? It seems like honest, vulnerable sort of meaning always seems to find its way to like through, you know, like you can have like a bunch of dull sort of vanilla noise, but then something a little deeper is going to cut every time. Yeah. Yeah. For Pearl Jam, you know, they were part of that sound just, just came through kind of at the right time and, you know. But there was a ton of like just just previous to that, like there was Seattle was doing and Soundgarden was a big part of that was was doing really heavy metal that like it was all heavy metal. It was all fucking ripped jeans, teased fucking hair and and just like heavy fucking hard metal. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, And then they just like a couple of bands just slowed down, you know, they just (laughs) slowed down. That's all they did. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, holy shit. This is kind of melodic. Holy shit. I can understand what they're yeah. talking about. That's the beauty. That's why I gravitated so hard toward all of that music because it was like me as much as I I like I fucking hated cock rock, but I loved metal. Like I'm uh-huh. a big metal head. Always yeah. was a big metal head. And then you had the Sound Gardens, the Alice in Chains, like fucking heavy. Dude, those bands were heavy as fuck. Alice yep. in Chains, the first tour yep. I ever saw them on, ever heard of them. 91, Clash of the Titans, Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax, uh, and fucking Alice in Chains open. Yeah. And, and there, I mean, again, I, I dude, I listen to, I listen to Alice in Chains almost every day. 
And I fell in love with that whole genre of music because it was aggressive yeah. and heavy, yeah. but also yeah. they had the perfect mixture of, be- of beauty over the top yeah. of it. The vocals right. 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 were just beautiful melodies. And yeah. if they weren't necessarily beautiful, they layered harmonies to yeah. make them like eerie and weird and yeah. cringe. Yeah cringily beautiful the cover totally. the cover of that alice in chains it. album like what was that dirt was that the name of that album um that, there is a second yeah. album yeah oh dude the, the cover of that album like dude the album covers were so so incredible like i i always remembered that about getting like these albums in the 90s like it, that was a whole other piece of getting this and it's just like right. like you said chris like you you know you're recording this thing and you want to have the whole thing where you have the sleeve and you have the cover and and and, yeah. and 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 that whole thing because it's just that's that's a whole other experience that completes it you know of 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 yeah. the, the lyrics are there there's some artwork and some photography and maybe some experiences that happen in there and it's like a little yeah. scrapbook the physical medium yeah and then it, and it also you know like yeah man the only place i listen to cd's anymore is in the car and right and that also like right that's super nostalgic because oh, you know like just you know that's growing yeah, up dude. like it's not the mixtape anymore but with the cds like that's the only i don't have a cd player in the house i think anymore i have a record player and a cd player in the car yeah but right yeah i like that Same. that kind of call back to growing up and going through the fucking cd caboodle Figuring out what was what the playlist was gonna be, how our trip's gonna go. Let's see, I got twenty five minutes. Let's throw this kick off with a little, yeah, little of this. Move over to your CD mixtape, just like mixtape oh three. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right. Summer, summer. You know what? I still have some of those. Like, I still have some of those like homemade mixed CDs. Those are still killer. Oh yeah, yeah. Archives. The Sundays. The Sundays. The Sundays. All that shit. That that fucker was on a lot of mixtapes. Yeah. Yeah. There's some magic. And 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 you were talking about Dan. There really was man. And the the um, the un all the unplugged for that for that time of music as well. Allison Chains. Allison Chains unplugged. Dude, they all did it and and proved. It was it was just amazing because even myself when it first happened I was like man don't do fucking unplugged like because it had already started and it was Bon Jovi and, and fucking bullshit <laughs> yeah who did it? like the unplugged and then the new the new new school came in dude and I was like oh god no don't do it like this it's it, now my shit's gonna get tarnished again yeah and then they they all came out and just delivered dude so mm-hmm. hard. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Alice in Chains. Uh, yeah. we, uh, it, so many of Sound them came out and did Chris incredible Cross. fucking... Chris <laughs> <laughs> they did incredible performances, dude, playing all that heavy-ass shit. And it yeah. translated and yep. and added like a whole other level of this beauty that you didn't even know it was there. It was but, really cool. And then they, they revived like the music festival. So like Lollapalooza brought together even like hip hop and like female artists like Liz Fair and like Tribe Called Quest and like Diggable yeah, Planets and you know you were seeing you know things like uh, you know uh, De La Soul and uh, yeah. where you had these these hip hop artists that were 
you know, they didn't have instruments of their own, but they were sampling like old jazz samples from like the 1940s, like 19, yeah. you know, and, and like uh, Blue Note Records with like Us Three. And they had that one hit, uh, uh, Cantaloupe, uh, yeah. Bitty Bitty Bop. Funky, funky. Like, man, there was so much cool things going on. What was that? Yeah. What was the D-Light? Grooves in the house. Oh, yeah. Grooves in the heart. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, well, that, dude, that De La Soul? What's that? Oh, go ahead. De I was just going to say that the whole generation had, like, the Beastie Boys. So, like, that. The Beastie that Boys. Tied, that All really the... tied, like, the punk and the metal yeah, and, yeah. and the grunge kind of by extension to this hip-hop. fucking killer intelligent hip-hop movement oh, that was right. happening at the same time oh, yeah. and started bringing those worlds together what, what was yeah, the man, what was the festival sure. free tibet what didn't they do that festival free yeah, tibet? yeah 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 and then they were asking him i i remember hearing this on like sirius xm where they're like well you know when you guys first started you know you were singing stuff about girls and you know well what do you think of that and he's like well i'd r- and, and now you're doing this it's like well i'd rather be someone that changes yeah and grows yeah, yeah. And did you guys did you check out that <laughs> the Beastie Boys documentary that came out? No. Uh, last year, two years ago maybe. What was that one? I don't remember the name of it, but it was it was really fucking good. Oh, it's super know. cool. I'll look it super up. Cool. Super nice. cool. Super cool. Because uh, what's the name? Is it, it, it was uh, I think it was Mike D. He, he's who's you know unfortunately dead now, but his wife was yeah uh, one of the members of Bikini Kill, and I think they were behind yeah. almost like the entire Free Tibet whole thing if i'm yeah. not mistaken i yeah. might be mistaken about that but if they weren't behind it all they were a huge part of it and like the first <clears throat> and then the very first one to start that was and then there's a documentary in that uh, 1971 the year that music changed everything george harrison did the the concert mm-hmm. for bangladesh and it right. was like and then you do it then it comes full circle in the 90s free the free tibet and then, then you even had like the farm aid stuff and geez, yeah and I even remember uh, Chris at Naropa when we're reading about like social justice from the classes we had that concert festivals were a useful way in our books in our textbooks it said that concert festivals were was was a useful way in social justice to reach out to to people. I was like, what? Like this Again, is great. Not wrong. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not yeah. wrong at all. Like yeah, right. Yeah, the the Beastie Boys doc is called Beastie Boys Story. And it was on uh, Apple TV. Yeah. It came out in 2020. Okay. Yeah. yeah it was Sweet. really good. Really good. Yeah. And, and 1971 is also on Apple TV, the year that music changed everything. Oh, they that that year, I, I didn't realize all the, like, the intersection, like, the, the confluence of all these like, different artists. And just, like, uh, Carol King. And um, then you had, like, Marvin Gaye. And, you know. You, wow. You, you just had all these iconic albums that were all George Harrison, All Things Must Pass, and um, uh, just so many things were happening that year, uh, as well as, like, the social movements that were going on with, like, women's rights and civil rights. and Vietnam. Vietnam. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. A lot happening. A lot happening now, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right fuck yeah dude we need all that we need a new resurgence of all that yeah, music. like yeah, dude right yeah. now Reconnect. i'd be so happy if a new like something equal to the power and greatness of uh like a de la soul fucking three feet high and rising dude oh my god yeah, yeah. that shit yeah. that that's you know it's always art is always so subjective but for me again that's one of that's 
100% in my top 10 greatest records of all time. Nice. Like that old school hip hop. Yeah. You know, diggable and, and, oh, right. and, uh, right, right. I mean, so many of them, I didn't even really get that deep into it. So I'm sure there's a ton of shit that we didn't, I wouldn't even right, know yeah, of, Yeah. but three feet high was a record that, you know, another one that like kind of changed me as a person. Like yeah. I heard it and I was like, Oh my God, there's something else besides metal. Like there is, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's yeah. other good shit out there. There actually is. Yeah, totally. But which of course there always is and always was, but for my small minded fucking <laughs> hate everything, but metal brain. Like I was just like, no, I don't want to hear it. And I was like, yeah. Oh God, I can't deny this. I can't even try. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was such a fertile time. Right. Musically and artistically, there's just a lot of cool shit going on. I feel like there was so much important that was had so much significant music that was being made and art that was being made. Um, I feel like, like I missed most of it, but I've, you know, in my adult life been able to go back and like right. re sort of, I don't know, absorb some of that context, some of the, you know, what was going on. Did you, did you go you, when, when Lollapalooza, when we were, you know, kids in the nineties, it was touring the country. And did you go when it came through Seattle? I went to, I think, two of them. I can't remember which ones they were. I can't yeah. remember. They were early on, like, I feel like junior, senior year, high school. Okay. Or maybe senior year and first yeah. year out of high school, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. One was in Bremerton. I think Modest Mouse played that one. Nice. Um, I think the other one was in Seattle. I yeah. can't remember. I just, I yeah, just, like, like it would all blend together. It was, yeah. Right. It just, all the different <laughs> stages they had. I, you know, like, what was it? The 93 one, there was like Liz Fair, Rage Against the Machine, yeah. you know, you, you, you Rage. And, and then you had Tribe Called Quest at that one. And like, it was like, whoa, Blind Melon. I can't remember if that was the one that I, I saw yeah, Tool dude. play, but they were on a side stage. Like they had these side, right. Rage, wow. Rage Against the Machine was on the side stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Were they? I think so. Pretty sure. I, for some reason, I feel like they were main stage, but I, my memory's horrible, so. Yeah. I could be wrong. When I I played it, 2013, and the wow. uh, rivals of the peace was rivals of the peacemaker. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Uh, it was like it's so many stages. I think six six or seven stages, and all completely different. Like they started. That was when he kind of first started a big push on like EDM. Okay. And, right, and right. then there was bands like the headliners were like Phoenix and the Cure headline that year. Yeah. Me and my brother, I so I flew, I flew my my buddy Trainum who owns the Chop Suey. I flew him in to him and my brother to like be my guitar tech so they could get artist pass <laughs> and to come and like just go to Lollapalooza for free. Neither of them fucking even touched one of my guitars the whole entire time. And a, a good buddy who actually like knew shit came and you know actually like teched for me for for that show. But uh, tons of stages and and just a, a, a like we watched we played right we were sandwiched between Band of Horses and uh, Band of Horses Queens of the, Queens of the Band Stone of Age Band of the Horses another fucking. Incredible band, band. Yeah. Seattle band, amazing band. So yeah. so incredibly underrated. 
Totally. Absolutely. Um, and then you hear them An amazing on, live. You hear them mm-hmm. in commercials and on movie soundtracks and it's like, whoa, you know, like these yeah. guys are getting endorsed. Right. And still underrated. <laughs> Completely. Still, Completely. Like, Completely. I, I think, Did you hear about that new band, Band of Horses? I think you might have even heard them right. like before, like an NFL Sunday game, like the band. Of, really? Like, you oh, know? man. <laughs> Making some money. You yeah. got to it. Yeah. yeah. I hope good for them. I, the, the more money they have, the more music they can keep making. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. let them have it. <laughs> no shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Great band. All right. Great. Killing so you guys me. were between Band of Horses and, and who was the other band you were between? Queens of the Stone Age. Queens. Okay. Whoa, cool. And then right after, and then right after them was Ghost. Who the hell? Wow. Yeah. Wait, and, it, and it ended up do, being. Do you enjoy Ghost? Being, uh, do you like Ghost? Eh, I, there's a couple of songs here and there, but overall, not especially. I I got into them a lot. Like, they they're really hooky. They really got stuck in my fucking head. Yeah, yeah. And so I would just keep listening to them, and they're they're all right. I mean, they're it's more entertaining than anything. It's not really, I don't know. It's not yeah. good music per se, but it's it's just entertaining for me. There, for me, their songs are, I either love them thoroughly or I'm just I hate them. Yeah, like there's no. Gray I can definitely area. see I'm that. Like, yeah, for sure. okay. Yeah, you know, Siri, Cerise, or however you say it, Cerise, I think is like just mind blowingly amazing. But the rest of their shit, it gets a little too operatic, and mm. I'm not into like, I don't know. They just they get a little too weird for me. The not shtick. weird. I'm weird You're not into the shtick, Chris. Well, well it, it just is like I, I don't know. They just get too. I don't even know what it is. They just go off in these weird tangents that are just not appealing to my ears, and they become like almost yeah. show tuny. Because yeah. wasn't and, wasn't like the gimmick mm-hmm. like the band was always constantly being changed out, and like there was rumors yeah. that Dave Grohl or some other big. Heads were, oh, right, were playing, right, but right. they they all wore masks, so you don't actually know who's playing in the band. We we right, the nameless ghouls, right? And we we saw them, Billy, at uh, the Hollywood Bowl with Iggy Pop, Queens of the Stone Age. Mm-mm. Oh, Queens, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Iggy was singing with the Queens, I thought you were talking about yeah. Ghosts. Still, that's what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, ghosts. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking. <laughs> oh, Ghosts. So wait, Ghosts. Ghosts is a band. Oh, Queens. Wait. Queens are fucking love. Because I thought that was that was the whole They're thing. Great. Isn't Queens Queens uh, like an interchangeable band too? No, they've had members change, but no, not not like I don't think if they had their way that it would be like that. Oh, am I thinking of uh, the Hollywood Vampires? Like uh, Johnny Depp's uh, band, the Hollywood Vampires, where that yeah, like... you might be thinking yeah. of that. I don't, I don't know anything about that band. I don't even, I, I won't even give them a chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking care about that. Chris, what what would be what would be your 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 big go tos in Seattle, like with Seattle music? You mean like shows or venues or bands? Bands, like right now, bands. Um, you know. I don't know. I'm I'm not super. I mean, I go to all my friends' shows, so yeah. <laughs> you know, they're all just like local, yeah. local kind of regional circuit bands that I that I love because you know we we hang out together, we play shows together, yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of like what I mostly do. And then I I go and I see you know the the folks that come through that I really want to see. Like I'm I'm gonna go see Dylan because yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long that tour is going to go. You right, know, it can only right. go so long. And right. um, I want to see him again. And 
So I kind of I kind of get up for the big ones that come through. I, I saw right. Built to Spill because oh, yeah. I I fucking love Built to Spill. I just do and I keep always it like will. a secret. Yeah, fucking so yeah. Good. secret so dude. Yeah. My fortieth like my fortieth played per- um my fortieth perfect per- from now on in its entirety last time. Oh really? So oh, my fortieth birthday awesome. in uh, July sixth, twenty nineteen. Jeff, you went to mm-hmm. that at mm-hmm. Tal- Talia Hall in Pilsen, Chicago. Uh, they played uh, keep it like a secret. And I oh. and I was I spent the afternoon of my birthday in Austin, Texas, and you know I was having margaritas and uh, flew and went to a a couple breweries and then flew in to Chicago, took the train to get my car, took the car to get get to the venue, found a spot right in front of the venue, ran in and they were just starting keep it like a secret, uh, uh, and I'm like my brothers saw me and they're like. Oh man, you you made it! And I'm like, yeah, I found a spot right in front of them. my one brother. Tells my other brother, told you, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and the plan keeps coming up again. And the, and that's in the background. That's in the background. Dude, then, so fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That was my fortieth. Yeah. Yeah. Doug Marsh is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, dude. He's dude. listened to a lot of Neil Young. I <laughs> right. I was for no sure. I was no doing. Doubt. I was trying to do fundraisers with John after that show, the Thurston Moore show, mm-hmm. uh, and I was able to get Doug Marsh's number at the Fox in Boulder because I wow. told him what we were doing, and then I was able to talk to him at Lollapalooza 2006 because of that whole thing, and it just never. We never really got that thing on its feet, and it mm-hmm. was just like, oh man, we. Uh, I I I. I don't like I think that show to me was enough and to where me and John were able to be like interns at Boulder Theater during that period of time was like I think that was cool enough. And then to be able to feel like because I remember at Boulder Theater, they were they were like, we'll fund you another show. You know, we'll we'll be able to put up this this money, this like 17 to 20 grand. Uh, is what we can we could we can give for a show here, uh, for what you're talking about. We we could front you that, and I was trying to get the flaming lips. I was trying to get built to spill, and it just never came to came fruition. Together. Yeah, but it was cool, man. That was a that was I'm I was still able to do that Thurston show. That was that was a cool time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Nice. I, rem- I remember and those those experiences like carried over later. Cause I remember you got me into Pitchfork because he was playing, and we got like VIP yeah. tickets backstage. And backstage stuff, and that was really fucking cool. And then Caliphone was waiting to talk to Thurston and apologizing to me because Thurston's talking to me, asking him about my mom and dad. Yeah, no, no, he was like, <laughs> he was such a fucking cool guy. He was just literally sitting and talking with us like, like we were fucking old ba- old pals. Yeah, and I had never met the guy before, and I was like, oh, I mean, he's. Sonic. I've been listening to Sonic Youth since I was like twelve or thirteen, and he was like, just. I don't. I don't know if I was geeking out or if I was just no, in that, shock. I was just kind of sitting there listening to him talk. I'm like, oh god! That but was, he, was, he was such a nice guy. It was amazing. Yeah, very down to earth. And then Yoko was playing, and then he's like looking to us. He's like, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she's just moaning and wailing. And, and, and then he was about right. to go on stage and jam with her while she's moaning and wailing. <laughs> and he's just being so funny about it. Yeah. And it was hilarious. We saw them at the Empty Bottle, uh, you know, like 
in September, and I was like, oh, man, he had to rush to get up on the stage. And I'm like, well, I had that moment back in 06, and, you know, and I'm like, I wanted to say hi to him, but I didn't because he was going up on stage. And then after the show, it was like, ah, I lost his number. And, you know, social media, I did try to message him, but, you know, he's a rock yeah, star. sure he's getting lots of messages. Yeah, he's a rock yeah. star. But it was cool. That was a cool experience, and I – will always cherish that and yeah it was a, even my email is the date of that show 3906 really yeah ah, I, for, my, for that reason yeah 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 that, wow. was, that was just that was formative just, wow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that that yeah. boulder 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 naropa man that was Oh, I remember my look. I had the, the little shaggy hair, and I was just like, I, I had, I remember I had this cowboy coat, this cowboy coat, and like <laughs> these bright blue corduroy pants, and these <laughs> blue. That sounds like uh, you belonged in Europa. Blue suede Doc yeah. Martens and this like thin striped blue and red shirt. And I remember, I remember Chris even saying, Man, you look like Julian Casablanca's from Strokes, man. <laughs> and that was like that was the night, that was like the evening before me having to go to Boulder Theater. You said that. I I just remember that. I'm like, oh, you know, like, all right, I look like Julian Casablanca's. <laughs> yeah, dude. You had a look. You had a look. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That was good. Cool. <laughs> Working it. Yeah. Milas had Milas rocked that look for a long oh, time. Oh, Milas had like the, <laughs> the the French cowboy look, right? You know, and the fake le- the fake leather members only shaped jacket. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> members only. Oh, but it wasn't members only. Right. But it, but yeah. it just looked like it. The the, the, yeah. the white deep V T shirt. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's that's key. Yeah. <laughs> white belt. <laughs> oh my God. Ah. all right oh, oh boy <laughs> right okay well, uh, so chris what, what do you got coming up what can you what what do you what can you pump what do you, you yep. want to uh, plug I mean, i got a record yeah i got a record coming out uh this summer yes um that's nine songs um mm-hmm. that have been kind of like i've been working on the last two years or so um, I put out the first four as a just a digital EP. Um, Where'd you put last, it out at? Like Spotify, okay. and, you know, all that. It was on like um, Bandcamp. That's, that, that's under that's under your name. Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Aiken. Um, yep that that EP is called Onward. Um, it's like kind of the first first uh, thing I did after my first solo record. Um, and then the pandemic happened, so it's you know it's so tricky to figure out how to keep things moving. Yeah. You know, like, cause all just all live performance is just fucking dead in the water. And even yeah. getting bands together was really hard. I mean, that's where COVID tried to kill my band came from was yeah. just like, I mean, I couldn't get those guys to go inside during the winter. So we, we had to like rehearse outdoors with a fucking fire, you know, like <laughs> get around a band around a fire outside in order to keep the band alive, you know? And, yeah. um, right. It was anyway. So then, uh, that, that EP was called onward. But I did another five songs that are, I'm going to put with those four and turn into just a record, um, just put it out as nice. its own thing. So that'll be like the first thing that actually comes out. And then um, the Field Boats record um, will be next year sometime. It kind of depends on how the next recording sessions go. 
but that that'll be a full you know that'll be like a real record um yeah next year sometime so those those are the two big things coming down the way so the album coming out this summer will be called jellyfish moon and that's like the main single on the record it turned out really well nice um it's another moon things i got like a moon. bunch of moon songs for some reason i have a blood moon song <laughs> i got a, a little jellyfish moon song the lunar eclipse tomorrow man it's i know good. yeah a lot of moon a lot of moon shit shamanism uh, baby shamanism <laughs> comma baby dude the comma is yeah. everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah those are the two those are the two big records coming out um over the next you know i don't know six months eight months something like that We'll, um, we'll have to have you back on when uh, when yeah. that when that drops and yeah man come, sure yeah totally come to Chicago man you, you got, I want to you yeah got, you got a place to stay you know we'll we'll get you we'll get you uh, up here and then get get you a show uh, around the corner down the alley here at uh, Coles down the alley. Yeah. All right, you you make you make the shamanism baby T-shirts. Yeah, I will fucking <laughs> <right>. be there. <laughs> Built-in merch booth. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to, Danny. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll come out. Chicago's yeah. a great town. I'd yeah. love to get there again. And, I haven't and, been there for a while. And if you want to bring, you know, your 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 bandmates too, you know, I got some. I got I got some uh, sectional couch space as well as floor space. <laughs> and, uh, and if, That'll be a big seller. I will yeah, let them yeah. know. And, and, uh, He's got everything an aging band needs. If you, if yeah, you, yeah. If you come, <laughs> if, if you come in the summer, I, I have balcony space, and then uh, in this therapeutic this, pillows, therapeutic pillows, <laughs> foam, foam rollers. We're and, fucking high maintenance, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all energy, over forty. Energy stones and Reiki. Yeah. Yeah, we got or we got an orthotics co-op happening downstairs. <laughs> Perfect. Got, I'm above a speakeasy. I'm above a speakeasy and a charcuterie, so got that. That's a good combo. Two yeah. pizza joints and a Mexican joint right on my block. So. Oh, that sounds perfect. Literally, Love like 150 feet from me. Um, nice. You've but, never had diarrhea be so enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna go out that way. Uh, next year as well for the gorge and visit you do it we'll yeah we'll uh share some more good times together man awesome thank you sounds good danny yeah thank you for for coming yeah thanks for being here of course yeah thanks guys i appreciate it and we'll do this at a a blast we'll do this again yeah okay absolutely and uh this is night on the town and i'm i'm dan i'm jeff and i'm billy and he's chris i'm chris (laughs) he's chris (laughs) peace out (laughs) all right good night Good night. Thank you, brother. Good night, all. Bye-bye.